0: an aha moment that connects us to a sense of possibility. This, my friends, is what I call an electric idea. Welcome back to Electric Ideas. My guest today is Erica Smigelski. Erica is a depth hypnosis and applied shamanic practitioner, as well as host of the Soulful Soundbites podcast. As a practitioner, she uses a variety of modalities intended to help people awaken their consciousness and align with their inner wisdom. Through the lens of her work, she's got this really interesting perspective on what happens at night when we dream, and I'm super excited to learn more. So let's jump in. Welcome, Erica. How are you? Oh, fantastic. Thank you. Good, good. Well, you do such interesting work, and some people probably have never heard of applied shamanic practitioner as a title, so I thought maybe it would make sense to start out with you just grounding us all a little bit in your practice and what that means.
1: Sure. It's it is a very confusing topic and it gets sometimes mixed with the wrong intention. And so so I'm happy to start here. So applied shamanic practitioner, it really complements also this healing modality of depth hypnosis. And being a practitioner of both of these methods, it has it really allows one to kind of reconnect themselves with their inner world and their outer world. And I, what I mean by that is the way we show up in life, our identity, the way we, the title we have, the name we have, with just our inner knowing and that deep, deep wisdom that we have, that sometimes we lose that connection. And we're so in our heads, we're so in our worlds and our careers and our lives that that candle within gets kind of dim. And so my work as a practitioner in this space is to help them bridge that connection and sort of go into their psyche and help reconnect with just themselves, their being, their soul, their purpose, that clarity. So I say applied shamanic practitioner because I'm not an indigenous person and those practices belong to the indigenous cultures and indigenous people. And so applied means that it takes a lot of their processes that apply across many cultures and are adapted in a way that works today and so i have so much honor and respect towards those indigenous cultures and their people and i view so many of them as teachers so i want to lead with that and and that there's so that's so important in the work that i do
0: thank you for clarifying that and kind of helping us understand that history and how how you're applying it and interpreting it i i hadn't heard it put that way so i really appreciate that and i'm Curious if you can tell me a a little bit more about the depth hypnosis piece, because I, I kind of picture it as like your busy mind is asleep. And so you can connect with, I love how you put it so beautifully that like kind of flame within that inner being in a way that may not be as accessible when we're on high alert with our mind. Tell us, is that, is that kind of how, am I reading that right?
1: (laughs) Yes, for sure. So uh, the depth hypnosis is a way to really slip into your consciousness and through a guided meditation. So you slip into that altered state and let that really active mind take a break and take a rest so that you can make that connection and you can access a lot of wisdoms and in particular in this work. It's usually going in on an issue you may be having or some kind of symptom that you're experiencing and going to the root of that and healing at that point. And that point could be this lifetime and a regression work through a past life. And you heal at the crux of the imbalance or the crux of the issue and carry that healing forward till the current time. So that's the the depth hypnosis. So it's done through a guided meditation, which really allows one to be at the helm and lead their experience. But yet again, just allowing their minds to really settle in that peaceful, restful state.
0: Yeah. Speaking of peaceful, restful state, I feel like there is, in my mind, a parallel between kind of what we do when we're asleep and kind of that dream-like access or accessing dreams and to this practice that you, you do. And I'm just wondering, I'm wondering about dreams. I feel like that's just such an interesting topic to me. And I think because of the parallels of your work, you have a lot of interesting perspectives on dreams. So I wanted to kind of jump into that and ask like, what do you think is happening when we dream?
1: Oh gosh, that is (laughs) A good question that we could spend the, a whole hour on. And, it, you know, dreams are such a great example of bridging our inner world and our outer world. And it's also a really good entry place for someone stepping into this work of, of the healing modality that I hold for them. Because most people can, are, dreams are palatable and most people can accept them and step into them without fear or without much hesitancy. And so what happens is this is a great example of where your mind's asleep and you're able to tap into other levels of consciousness or other parts of your being to access wisdom. And so it's just... I love how metaphoric it is of bridging your inner world and your outer world. So those that can remember their dreams or even who can't remember their dreams, there's still an energetic exchange of info that really helps mold them and connect in a way to their inner knowing that their active mind gets in the way of. So dreams are just incredible ways to communicate with those unseen parts of yourself.
0: And what about people who say, I never remember my dreams. Do you have any tools for something to do before bed or any way to kind of prime yourself to recollect better?
1: Yes. Yeah. So many cultures don't put a lot of emphasis on dreams. And so you either dream or you don't, and that's acceptable and totally normal. That said, I would really want to emphasize that even if someone can't remember their dream, there's still so much information that's exchanged. And I'll, I'll expand on this for a minute. You know, the, when we go into that sleep state, we sort of reconnect with other parts of our being that are in the absence of time and space, and they're in different lifetimes. And I'm going to go really far out there. Uh, so hang with me. I'll bring it back in and, and, and root this and ground this more. But in that dream state, you go into these other parts of yourself that are existing in the absence of time and space. So kind of thinking of this at a quantum physics level is these parts of you are existing in other lifetimes, in future lifetimes, all at the same time right now. And so when you're in that dream state, you're able to access those places and you're able to get those deep insights, those learnings, possibly some imbalances there. And then it's when you get into that and you're doing all of this unknowingly, it's happening without realizing it. And when you get into that REM state of your sleep, it's when our minds start to begin to put Physical stories around it. And that's the quote, dreaming as we know it today. So, even those people that don't remember their dreams, that REM state may not convert it to an image they recall. But yet, they did go and tap into those other energies, those other parts of themselves, those other layers of their consciousness. And it did energetically come back to them when they wake up and they arrive. So, sometimes that even if they can't remember the dream, that information will come further ahead as, hey, I have a really great idea. or And they don't know where it comes from, but they're like, man, that was such a brilliant idea. And so that's an example of how it sort of resurfaces in this reality. Or it could be those deja vu moments where you're like, no, I know I've been here. And that's another example of how it can come through, even for some people that don't remember their dreams.
0: That's really interesting to me because I definitely, I mean, I know it's like kind of a cliche to say sleep on it, but it's so true. I feel like I definitely am a proponent of just like making an intention sometimes before I go to sleep for my brain to, or my subconscious, whatever, something to work on, on a a challenge or opportunity. And then sometimes in the morning, I just get like a, uh, like that aha moment, but I didn't really think about, I like how you explained the correlation between like, sometimes you don't remember your dream, but that's how it's showing up. Right.
1: Yes. And that's a beautiful way to tap into that energy is having intention as you fall asleep. And through this work that you do, it could also be Connecting with a guide or a helping spirit or a guardian angel or whatever name that you choose to use to, as you're falling asleep, to lean into them and with a question, help me understand what I need to know about this relationship that's creating a rub for me right now. And then when you wake up, I would, you know, this is something I encourage everyone to do, the, those that can remember their dreams regardless if you set an intention or not, is to start a practice of writing down your dream or recording it. Maybe you're not one who is a, a traditional writer and maybe you use your phone and just record you talking and then coming back to it later. And you'll start to see information sort of surface for you of what you are are needing or a teaching perhaps, or something to observe or to look at differently, whether you set that intention before you went to sleep or not, because sometimes it just will arrive and you have a means to capture it.
0: I hadn't ever thought about the audio file, but if you're just like, you know, depending on what your morning routine is doing that quickly. So you don't forget that that seems pretty easy. Just if you want to track, I, I like that suggestion. I'm wondering, I feel like everyone's gone through periods of their lives where they have maybe big emotions surface in their dreams, or some people might have anxiety dreams or go as far to like have, I don't know, night terrors might, not, might be a little extreme, but how, what do you make of big emotions that come up in dreams?
1: Those are the dreams you cannot ignore. They are so important for you to look at. And sometimes they're too hard to process in the moment. They could be so big that it feels overwhelming or scary or terrifying. And so in those instances, what I encourage you to do and, and, and anyone who has that is still capture it some way, somehow. And, and what I mean by that is when you wake up and whatever time it is, note whatever you can recall. So whether you're writing it down or you're recording it, write it without filters write it like no one's ever gonna look at this and write down everything you can remember. I say write it could be voicing into a, re- a recorder and do this before you get up to use the restroom. I know that sounds really silly, but I have found that as soon as you re-engage with your physical body, stuff starts to flee and so using the restroom is a way that you're sort of re-engaging into this body so, capture everything, especially in those big dreams that have either, maybe it's not a dream, it's a nightmare. Maybe it's a big, big emotion. And if it's so big, then wait till you can come back and look at your notes or re-listen to your notes when you can hold it with compassion and curiosity and just see what comes up. And usually there's several ways to, to look at it. And one is when that you can get to the heart of the feeling or the emotion that's coming through is to then go back to when is this another situation or that I've experienced that same emotion, that same feeling. And when going back to that, then it's unpacking that and looking at what am I meant to learn? What is this showing me in that particular situation? It's when you start to you know, sort of unearth that feeling and get into the roots of it. You start to then see like, oh, that's where this is taking me. Or, oh, I didn't realize that's where this was going. I'm going to share a personal dream to really make this a little bit more meaningful. And this was one that it was a nightmare. It was not a dream. And I remember being at a gas station. I was fueling my car And I was approached by someone that I just felt like was not, did not have good intent. And I was threatened by them. I was, it felt like being harmed. And then they came and they were going, they were attacking me. And so I out of nowhere was attacking back. And I was like beating this person in a way that I didn't think I had any (laughs) knowledge of being able to do. And to the point where I knocked him unconscious and there was people around looking and I remember feeling like, why isn't anyone helping me? Why isn't anyone doing anything? And then I remember screaming, somebody call 911. Because I, I was still feeling so threatened. I wasn't sure this person was going to get up, but I woke up and just this tremendous amount of overwhelm and fear. And, and so I, I it took a while to come back to this dream. And as I unpacked it, and, and and without sparing you all the details, what I realized when I got deep deep into the roots is this was a reflection of how entangled I am in my relationship to one of my parents. Hmm. And that, you know, are I have felt threatened, but yet when I then respond to that threat. Then I feel bad, and I'm looking for. It. So it it really ended up being one of my most pivotal dreams in my life to see that relationship with so much compassion, and be able to unravel a lot of that entanglement, and and then see that parent in a new lens and with so much more love. and And so it was.
0: It is just how powerful a dream can be, especially those really
1: big, big dreams.
0: Yeah. I feel like for people that don't have your background, trying to interpret what a dream could possibly mean might not be something they can do right away, but just, okay. So if you have a a big emotion in your own dream, what are some, and you get it recorded before you go to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) what are like, what are some ways that like the everyday person can maybe look at that or unpack that or get curious about it in their own, in their own way?
1: Yes. Yes. Thanks. Thanks for helping me bring this back. (laughs) So this is oftentimes looking at symbols, you know, rarely does a dream come through crystal clear or linearly like our minds like to think of things like, Oh, you know, I was running really fast in this dream. I must sign up for race. Like there's not that kind of correlation. So you look at symbols, you know, what is a repeated symbol that comes up in the dream? You know, for example, a, a very common, uh, I, I'm hesitating because I encourage people when there's a repeated noun, for example, what does that signify for them? You know, what does that mean for them? And I encourage people to sort of think of that on their own first before then seeking external resources, because then you're, interpre- you're taking someone else's interpretation of the symbol. So I don't like to go too much into symbols, but there's generally three symbols that are really common and widely accepted. And this can be a, a good starting point for someone who may be new to this. So let's say a repeated symbol could be a vehicle that they have in their dream. Perhaps it's a, they find themselves always in a truck and it doesn't matter who they're with. They're always in a truck. And so then the question can be, well, what does a truck symbolize for you? And perhaps that symbolizing that I feel like moving through life is like rough terrain. I'm always sort of all wheel drive, four wheel drive through life. And that's really powerful where, you know, someone else, they could have a dream where that consistent noun could be a race car and they might have that could mean for them that they move through life quick like they're willing to you know go at fast pace they're willing to maneuver and change quickly and that's really a reflection for them so a vehicle is a, a good symbol to to entertain another one is if you have a, a dream or even a repeated dream about a house A house usually symbolizes your your inner sanctum. And when you move to different parts of the room within a house, that typically reflects different parts of your consciousness. So for example, if you have a dream and it's a recurring dream and it's the same house, but this time you're in a room and you're feeling like, I really need to clean the floor. This floor is dirty. I need to, and, and perhaps you're like clearing out, you're energetically clearing out. That's part of you that's needing, you know, maybe there's some heaviness there that's needing to be cleared out. So that's sort of a, another symbol around the houses. And I probably will pause on that because those can be pretty powerful directions to, to go.
0: Well, I really like your guidance because it's more that awareness piece. Like, okay, this is like, I don't know, I'm going to go think I have had a lot of dreams over the years where I'm in a boat doing different things, like different kinds of boats. So I'm going to like just keep back, but instead of, you know, Googling, what does that mean? It's more an internal reflection of like, well, what is a boat to me? Or what does a boat symbolize to me? So why is that keep it's very personal. So I understand your perspective. Yeah, Um, that's interesting. I always wonder, and maybe, you know, maybe you can let me know if you don't have a perspective on this. But like, it's always weird to me when someone totally random from my past creeps into a dream that maybe I didn't even have like a strong, maybe I did, maybe I didn't have a strong relationship with them. But all of a sudden they're like playing a role. Do you have any ideas on that? I just think it's so feels so random to wake up and be like, oh my gosh, why is that like high school person who I haven't talked to in decades popping up in my, in my subconscious tonight, you know?
1: (laughs) Yes. I mean, dreams are like your own personal journal prompts. They really are ways for you to look inward and they're free. (laughs) But in the case of you you have a dream about someone from high school or just any person in your past, whether I'm going to go down this path of any person that's still alive from your past, and this could be not the significance of that individual person, but perhaps uh, what they reflected to you or the energy they carried or the relationship that you had with that person. You know, or how that person made you feel when you were around them, and perhaps you carry that forward to: Am I feeling that right now, or do I need to be in that place of of, of that feeling, or is this going to help me in a particular relationship that I'm experiencing today? Is this insight helping me there? So, so having people that you've had in your past are little gifts of revisiting that moment and taking more than what's at face value, unintended. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like a good pun. So it can it be when you see these people, I just am digesting that as you talk, like, can it be a reflection of something that maybe like if you saw someone during your past that came into your dream, could it be a reflection of like maybe a a you that you want to bring up more in your, in your waking life, like, or a feeling you had with that person that maybe you need to invite more into your current waking life? Is that fair?
1: Yes. Yes. 100%. You know, it could be, that's a part that person could be showing you the part that you're wanting now. Or the part that you're needing now to move through this, you know, or, so yes, that is such, such a good example of how to interpret that. And, you know, I would add to sometimes when you dream about a person that has, is deceased, those are nice ways to revisit. Maybe they have a message to give you, you know, and, or maybe it's similar to a live person as what did that, how did that person make you feel when you were around them? Or, what were some of their key legacies that they left that maybe you're needing that reminder
0: of right now in your life? So interesting. I know we're, I could talk about dreams forever. <laughs> like, I'm definitely <laughs> going to start keeping track of mine now uh, after this conversation. So, thank you for that inspiration. I know we're coming up against time, but this plays in perfectly because we're talking about journaling and dreaming and how that can almost be your own journal prompts. And I'm a journaler and writer, and I really encourage my listeners to have deeper conversations with themselves and other women. And one thing I always ask my guests at the end is what is a question that women should be asking themselves more often?
1: Mm, That is beautiful, Whitney. You know, I, there's There's many. I I think right now, especially as we're in this, I'll say this this transformational era that we're stepping into. I've I've kind of viewed this whole pandemic as being a portal into really elevating in in a way that, as a collective, we need to. And so, it's a big deal. And in that moment, I feel like the questions that we need to be asking are, "What do I need right now?"
0: That's beautiful, and and such a I feel like I love how you put that because I feel like for me, the past couple of years have been, uh, there's been a lot of awareness with the change. And I think a lot of people got a lot more still than they had been in a long time and got clarity on changes that needed to be made and their priorities and all of that. So It's a good time to be thinking about that.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And just checking in, you know, our environment is changing around us and we're, you know, new structures and new paradigms are being built. And so it's just that constant taking a quick pulse. What am I needing right now? Love that.
0: Okay. Wonderful. Well, this was fascinating and I, I feel like your, your work is so interesting. I know people are going to want to learn more. So where can we where can we find more of Erica?
1: <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. Well, gosh, you can find me on Instagram. My handle is Spark Path. And I have a website as well that you can learn so much more about this work, including more about me, to see if this is something that you want to pursue yourself. And that website sparkpathhealing.com. And invite you, and that's also a way that you could schedule time to just have a conversation and see like, is this something that complements what I'm seeking and needing right now? And if not, I am happy to redirect you. There's so so many healing modalities out there right now that for
0: those seeking a shift and a change, there are so many people that are here and ready to catch you. Well, that's a wonderful invitation. Thank you so much. I'll make sure to capture that in the show notes as well. And it was a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, it's my honor. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad you joined me today. If you're looking for more, feel free to connect with me on Instagram at @whitneywoman. And if you enjoyed the show, I invite you to support me by leaving a review or sharing it with a friend. Hope you have an inspired day.